Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. Dr. Low Radio coming at you once again. Thanks for tuning in to another show. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thanks for the support. If you guys missed last week's show, it's your homework. You have to listen to it. It was a really, really great show. It was all about herbal antibiotics. And that might not sound that interesting, but it's actually really relevant to all of us. So um, resistance from bacteria is really, really common now. It's actually taking people's lives. And the crazy thing is that herbal antibiotics are more effective many times, don't have the same side effects, and also bacteria can't form a resistance against them. So I really recommend you listen to last week's show. I loved it. That was with Stephen Harold Buner. I was getting a little starstruck. He's kind of like an all-star in my book. So check that show out. You can go to any of the uh, previous shows on iTunes. Just go to the podcast directory and type in Dr. Low Radio. Also, if you guys like my show, I've never requested this before, but if you like it, I would love it if you could leave a great comment on there. I'm getting like all five stars. So I'm very happy with that. So thank you. Humbly, a humble thanks to you guys. Obviously, you like the show. I love that I can bring it to you. And I will continue to bring you great content if you keep supporting the show. So thank you very very much. All right, so next week's show, just a couple of announcements. I'm going to have Evelyn Lambrecht back on the show. She's going to be interviewing me because I like to be the expert sometimes because I actually do have some things to say. And it's going to be about my very favorite topic in the world, and that was, that's pooping. I love talking about poop. It's my favorite thing to talk about with patients, and they sit down to talk about it. Usually they say, okay, this is the most disgusting thing I'm about to tell you, and I say, trust me, I've heard it all. We all do it, and if you're not doing it right, there's something going on. So we're going to talk all about how to have the most awesome rock star poop. That's next week. I'm going to talk about all the different tips, the foods that give you good poops, how to deal with constipation, diarrhea. We're just going to get really into it. As my friend Evelyn says, it's going to be a crap show. So tune in next week, that same time, next Tuesday. The following week on September 4th, I'm going to be interviewing Kimothy Schultz. She's the author of Natural Nutrition for Cats and Dogs. I've never done a show on pet pet care before, but why not? You know, I mean, all things health. I know that a lot of us spend more money on our dogs and cats than we do on ourselves. So, hey, I love the book. I've had it in my my bookshelf for a while to, you know, kind of help stuff out with my dog. So I figured I should interview her, and I think it'll be a great show. So that's in a couple weeks. So tune in for that. Uh, of course, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Noel, twitter.com slash Noel, and of course the website is drlaurennoel.com and bloomnaturalhealth.com. And if you want to ask a question at any point in the show, I think we're going to probably have a few callers tonight. It's kind of a hot topic. 818-495-6919. We're going to be talking about how you can reveal your inner goddess. But first, I'm going to take a guest call, something really important that's affecting all of us, especially in California Soon. So I'm going to take Kristen Buchanan. She is the owner of Good Anya Bar. I'm going to talk to her a little bit about Prop 37 and how important it is and how it affects you. So, Kristen, thank you for being on Dr. Low Radio. Oh, I just want to do that every day. So thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. 
Yeah, it's been about an hour, actually. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm really glad that you brought up this topic. I honestly don't know a lot about it. I kind of, you know, run around like a chicken with my head cut off sometimes in the clinic, and I don't always know what's happening with current events, and I know this is really, really important. So tell us a little bit about what is Prop 37 and how does it affect us? Yeah, I mean, in a sentence, it's probably the biggest health issue, I think, facing the planet and therefore our bodies because we're all connected. Um, it is a ballot initiative that's going to be on the ballot this November to require California, any products sold in California, if it has genetically modified organisms, to be labeled as such. So it's pretty cutting edge. Forty-two countries around the world have already completely banned genetically modified foods from their food source, can't even have them in their country. We've got them in probably 80 to 90% of the food that is on our shelf. That is how shocking it is. So what's going to require is a simple labeling system, and the big companies that make all this food are freaking out, and they're dumping so far close to $25 million into, um, you know, lobby against it and get voters confused and all that kind of stuff. It's a pretty simple vote. That's crazy. I was looking at some uh, some news coverage on this. It looks like Monsanto has dropped out like almost $5 billion. DuPont, like a couple million. Dow, PepsiCo, they've all just dropped so much money. And from the, what is, I have the stats right here, the Organic Consumers Fund, it's like $220,000. It's like so measly compared to what these big, huge yeah. guys are dropping. So it's really important from a consumer you know, level and just sort of grassroots to educate yourself and how, how can people get involved and how can they make sure that this isn't something that happens? Well, first it's understanding it, you know, because you all have those kind of conversations with people and people will be like, well, you know, there's like the lemon and the lime and it made the limon and that's fine. And that's we're not really talking about hybrid fruits and vegetables and, you know, farmers splicing things. We're talking about a genetically modified organism, there's only five or six crops that are even grown, and it's in, um, they're trying to do more and more. They're trying to do it to all of our food. So that it's all anyone who's a foodie out there and who likes politics, this is just an awesome topic to dive really deep into. But the basics are they take DNA from uh, other food, other animals, uh, bacteria and viruses, which is this disgusting, and they inject it into the seeds of these plants, into the DNA of the plants that they want to grow. And if that isn't bad enough, so that's being done in the lab, the reason they do that is so everyone's seen images of crop dusters flying over the Midwest, you know, dumping thousands of pounds of pesticides. For some reason, we think the pesticides are fine since the 50s we've been eating them, okay? that bad, but we kind of have come to accept that. But what they were happening was the, the pesticides were killing the plants as well as the weeds, because obviously you're dumping it from the sky. You're not having little Joe Farmer out there or Joel Salatin, as people probably know, walking around and doing little weed kills or using natural farming anymore. So they had to make the plant that was growing um, resistant to the pesticides they're dumping on top. So you kind of get it twofold. You get the the insecticide inside the seed, and then you get the pesticides on top, and then, of course, they're using bacteria and viruses to do that, and it's crazy mad scientist now stuff. So creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. But Okay, so then we're voting for quick, this in November, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's yes on 37, and that just means that your stuff will be labeled. Um, if you want to eat it, you can still eat it. It's a free country, I guess, but um, we, we want to have the right to know what you're eating. So you can go to CaliforniaRightToKnow.org. It's CA, 
website, know.org, and you have tons of information there. And just Google GMOs, Google Monsanto. I mean, you can spend a lot of time learning about this stuff. It's pretty interesting. Awesome. And we have a special giveaway for our Dr. Low Radio <laughs> listeners, right? Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> you know what? We're super passionate about this. I'm in the parking lot right now of a GMO talk waiting to go inside. So we're just really, we really care. And we love naturopathic medicine. And you and your clinic at Bloom has saved my life, basically. And so after a lifetime of eating these things. So we are going to give one lucky winner a whole box of bars. And we'll ship it to you for free. All you got to do is like us on Facebook, um, and to enter, just write, um, just like our page, and write "I love Dr. Lowe," just like we do, um, and we'll uh, pick a, a winner at random, and um, we'll ask you for your address, and we'll mail you some bars. Simple as that. I love it. So it's Facebook.com/slash. Is it Good On Your Bar, or should they just search Good On Your Bar on in Facebook? It's the uh, Good On Your Bar. Yeah, all, it's three awesome. words. Good, good On Your is all one word, but you can find us on there. Cool. I love it. I'm eating one right cool. now, so it's, it's that's what I do for my low <laughs> blood sugar during my shows. So, Kristen, thank you so it. much for being on the show. I love it, and I'll see you in the clinic very soon. See you soon. All right. Bye. All right, you guys. So that's good on you, Bar, on Facebook. Type in I love Dr. Lowe because I know you guys do, and you will get hooked up. All right, on to tonight's topic. So we're going to be talking about all about releasing your inner goddess. And I know we're kind of thinking, okay, what does this mean exactly? I know it's kind of like a nebulous, you know, topic, but I was talking about this in the clinic today, and the girls that, that work here in the clinic, they're like, oh, my gosh, let's do this question, do this question. And it's so relevant to us ladies today. We don't know exactly how to be a woman in 2012. I mean, we're just trying to do it all, and we're so hard, hard on ourselves, and we have so much guilt trying to do everything and trying to be a woman but also trying to be a man, and we're so, we're so tough on ourselves. And I love this woman who is joining me tonight. She is actually a patient who's come to the clinic. I've done some treatments on her, some IV treatments, and we've sat in the IV lounge just chatting about all things life and love and relationships, and I've just gleaned so much amazing wisdom from her. And I said, you know what? you got to come on my show because this stuff is just so relevant and so helpful, and she's helped me so much in my life. So I'm just really excited to have Tamara Renee on the show. A little bit about her. Tamara has been a body and life transformational expert since 1991. She specializes in personalized nutrition and uses your DNA to determine the ideal diet and exercise protocols. She's a certified nutritionist, a coach, a speaker, a trainer, a healthy chef, and she's a purveyor of making dreams come true. Her specialty is DNA nutrition. She's a graduate of the Czech Institute with a certification in nutritional life coach, and her life's purpose is to help people experience living whole and alive in each moment, enjoying the juiciness of life. So I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself, but let's welcome Tamara Renee. Thanks for being on Dr. Lowe Radio. Thank you, Dr. Lowe. It's a pleasure. It's so good to have I know you. We do, we do have our wonderful talks in that IV room, don't we? Man, it's amazing how much, like, you know, I, it's like, yeah, like, I'm the doctor trying to help the patient, but no, like, a lot of times you're kind of my doctor and help me through <laughs> stuff, so it's pretty well, pretty intense. It's wonderful. I mean, I, I think that when we learn wisdom, and wisdom for me has come more a lot with age, I've always had the desire to be more aware, enlightened, more present, more available for people because that's what we are. We're We're healers, you know, as a nutritionist. Um, I teach people about food, but I teach them also about their emotional well-being and keeping themselves intact. And that's why I really love the topic. And I'm somehow, I just feel like I've been put on this planet to contribute to women. And I have got 
the ability somehow. It's kind of like my gift. And so I have taken that ability, paired that with my nutrition, and paired that with my additional interest in human behaviors, and I feel like it's a perfect spin about teaching women and teaching people in general, but as you know, you know, a lot of women were the are the type that will reach out and ask for help. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have been lucky to counsel thousands of women, and I hope to do, you know, thousands more in my day. And while also, you know, being good to yourself and not get, being exhausted and doing the whole self-care thing, I think you really master that. So we'll get into some of those tips a little bit later, but let's talk a little bit more about your own personal story. I didn't really talk about that in your bio because I wanted you to be able to kind of share that, you know, for your for yourself. So tell us a little bit about you and, and how you got to being Tamara Renee as you are right now. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, you, you just kind of go through life. As you're younger, you don't really notice your way of being or way of eating compared to your friends. It's just something that happens at comparison, really starts happening in junior high school here now, but really in high school during my day. And what was happening is I was kind of raised on this fast food fast living type diet. My mother was a working mother. I didn't have a present father. So really it was like, okay, what can I do to get some food in my kid? And my sister and I became almost responsible for our meals. So I really was growing up and being raised on like Stouffer's dinners and hamburger helper and something that I call white trash food. And then as I was developing from a younger girl into a young woman, I started putting on pounds. In one year, I put on 30 pounds. And that's when I noticed, like, how much more I was comparing myself against my sisters, meaning my friends, the girls in my environment, my sister, my neighbor. And I started really sinking in in a deep, dark tank, basically from a self-confidence standpoint. And I couldn't bring myself out. I don't know why. I just... I kept trying and trying and trying and kept failing. And then the following year, I put on another 38 pounds. So here I was residing at a, a 68 pounds above my ideal weight, which, as you know, 35 pounds and above is an obese state. Mm-hmm. And one day, I caught myself naked in the mirror. And in Oregon, it's very normal for you to, like, wrap up and bring your robe because it's freezing up there. And one day I forgot it in my room and I caught a good glimpse and I realized how lonely I was and how sad and lonely I was in fear of my whole future being. I have longevity in both sides of my family and thinking, am I really going to be here for a hundred years and this grossly insecure and this so not present? I was like hiding from myself hiding from people when, as you know and you see me and experience me, my most favorite thing on this planet is human connection. Yeah. And I couldn't, I didn't have the means to connect with myself because I was insecure. Yeah. Then what happened that day that I really got a clear view, I took charge and I started changing and started educating myself. And I actually took my education towards nutrition now, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen in a three-year window that I've got the education down and I got my body transformed. And I've been able to keep it now for over 25 years. Wow. And that's my commitment is teaching people to 
have the dream and desire and belief in themselves that they can transform themselves and then help them create systems and structure to have it come alive. And my dream is for every person to feel as blissful as possible. And I do believe with women with all of our emotional side and emotional hormones, I think it's the most amazing thing about us too. I mean, Dr. Noel, I always tell you, stay juicy, stay alive, stay feminine, right? Think about how a woman would process this. Even though you're an entrepreneur, we both are. There's a way to still be that soft and feminine honor ourselves as women and still have the strength that that it would take to possess, to run our own business or to drive us, to continue us living our full dreams. So that's 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 me in a nutshell. I love it. I love it. And you have you I, I when you come into the clinic and you leave it's like I feel like I got a breath of fresh air. So obviously you you know, you um really <laughs> you had a lot of success in your own story and you are paying it forward to other people. So I love it. So it's wonderful. And I know you're just so fulfilled in doing what you do. So thank you for, for shining your light around me and around our clinic. It's fabulous. Oh, you're so welcome. It's a it's a treat. You know, I think that one of one of the nicest things is I keep working on myself, and I also allow for myself to be bright and like inspirational one day, and then one day maybe be a little so so and medium, yeah. Blend. And I think that's some of the things that trip up women is that we think we have to be this superwoman, twenty four seven. But mm-hmm. as you know, if we don't if we don't apply the right basic fundamental needs to ourselves there's no way we can shine for other people and i think it's allowing yourself to the time that it would take or the awareness that it takes or putting and implementing the right system and structures so that we can have our own selves intact and then be available to others but don't you think the days that the women don't take those appropriate sleep or appropriate nutritional intake I always say, how sexy or how patient can you be? How sexy can you be for your partner? How patient can you be for your kids or for your friends if you're bloated, if right. you're overeaten <laughs> and you're tired, right? If, you, you know, you're having a sugar crash. You can't really be sexy and alive and patient and, and you can't have good communication skills if those fundamentals aren't in place. And I also feel that sleep is another thing that is really appropriate or, I mean, um, fundamental for us in order to have the right amount of patience, the right amount of juiciness. Is if we don't get enough sleep, it gets just ripped out. So I mm-hmm. like to say, women, please provide the right loving care for yourself. You deserve it. And remember where you, I told you that I learned in the Allison Orenstone course. It's about having enough, enough for yourself first so that you can apply and give the right needs to your tribe. And your tribe are the most important people that you would, you would cross this world to do anything for at any hour, any day. 
And that is a very select group. I mean, that could be like as small as two people. And then you've got your court that you give your extra energy to. And then you have the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But a lot of women are trying to be it to everyone. (laughs) Right. And it really, like, I know. So the key is provide the right care for yourself. Sleep and nutrition being the fundamentals. Then your tribe. Then your court. And if you have extra, you give it to the extra. But guess what? If you have given to the people that are closest to you, they then are filled so they can go and give. So it actually works better for all people if you provide the right care for yourself first and then you've got it to give to your immediate group because their their tanks are all full to go give it to their tribe. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it just snowballs. Now, our topic is revealing your inner goddess. I'm sure when people see that, they, they kind of think a goddess is someone who's always on their A game and always, you know, like just being a diva. And we actually define it a little differently. So what do we mean by goddess? Well, I mean, goddess really is, it can be considered like superhuman powers, Right. Mm-hmm. There's been goddesses that have been responsible for earth and motherhood and love and household, and then other ones, you know, responsible to rule over war and death. So the idea is a goddess in today's time is really trying to find the ability by creating systems and structure to be gracefully possess the power and the strength that they're looking to have, but also feeling feminine and blissful. And to do that might be different for all women. I know mine is food-related and sleep-related as the basics. Some others, it might be water. It might be their vitamins. It might be their IV therapy. Whatever it is, it's, I like to say, don't compare. Find your formula. Live what's true to you. And I feel that most women are really desiring human connection, and exceptional relationships, whether it's with a man, whether it's with their children or their girlfriends. And you and I talk about this a lot because I love men and I love partnership. And I believe that a lot of women don't know how to create that because they're kind of in competition. They think they need to be what a man is. And what I feel today's man, because it's so hard for them because they live competition 24-7 due to that mm-hmm. hormone, testosterone, which they're supposed to have more than us. They're supposed to be that competitive. And we're supposed to be soft and feminine kind of in the flow of things, trying to be the things that are not what they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. that's really clear what those are, and sometimes it takes us to kind of quiet down and to pay attention to what we feel and what we're seeing that man in our life or those children in our life, what their needs are. Right. We're intuitive creatures, but we need to slow down and believe in ourselves. Right? Slow down, provide the right care and believe in ourselves. And stop that inner dialogue and beating up on ourselves It happens whenever I do my workshop, I always say, okay, what woman in here has said something negative about themselves to themselves today? 
And every woman, every woman always raises their hand. We can I'm be raising having, my hand right now. I'm I know, raising me too. <laughs> Literally, I am too. Yeah. So the idea, I can have my, my um, group sessions at 9 a.m. in the morning, and they're still going to have their hands raised. Yeah. And it's it's really to understand that we're all wired as human beings and to allow ourselves the graciousness to let ourselves off the hook. So instead of having these negative thoughts, then beating up on ourselves for having the negative thoughts, it's almost to, to allow yourself and kind of laugh at yourself. Oh, here I go again. You know, here right. I am, doctor, you know, Dr. Lowe, going at her usual and kind of laugh at yourself and release it. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not supposed. We're, we're human beings. That's all yep, we are. Yep, not taking yourself so seriously. I love it. No. For those of you who no. uh, just tuned in, we're talking to Tamara Renee, talking all about revealing your inner goddess. I want to take it to the phone lines. We already have some callers um, on the switchboard here, if you don't mind. Let's uh, take it to the six one nine. You are on Doctor Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Talia, and I'm calling from Carlsbad. Hello, Talia. Thanks for calling. Hi, Talia. What's your question? So my question is for Tamara Renee, big fan, by the way. I've heard I have a lot of um, friends that are patients of yours, and I hear very um, wonderful things about you. Um, but I, my question is, you know, with the whole inner goddess and you know being feminine and focusing on yourself and your power, um, especially particularly um, with you know wanting to start your own business and you know be um, successful. My question is, how do you do all of that, but then? you know, also find time to give your partner, husband, boyfriend also the same attention and make sure that you're taking care of their needs as well? Oh, Talia, that is a beautiful question. And first off, I just want to thank you for making yourself and him important enough to take the time to call and ask this question. That right there is huge. So when you're in that entrepreneurial Um, creating mode, there is a sense of switch in balance. So you know how like we're always trying to fight for balance and that word is really highly used? Mm -hmm. Balance needs to be flexible. So your balance might have been in the past supplying some needs of your man, right, taking care of the house grocery shopping and so on. And now yours needs to be, you know, driving a business marketing campaign, figuring out your design and your logo and those types Mm -hmm. of things. So what I suggest is creating a balance based on how you need to prioritize things now. And then if you're not aware of what is some of the most important things that show up and makes your man feel regarded, ask him. Uh What is the most important thing to you? How can I show up and let you know that I honor you as my husband and that I want to provide the right care, but I don't have a ton of time? How and what is important to you? And some men will just say, gosh, you know, just you touching me. Because I don't know if you know this, but men how to get touched because yeah. a lot of times when men get touched, it's misconstrued, uh-huh. right? So we've learned that. So it's women and also we get going in our project list, our to-do list, our task list, and then we forget to slow down just so maybe it might be a touch on the the shoulders or a little caress on the chest. Or it might just him to say, you know what, you know, every couple days I just need to make sure that you are providing sex for me. Right. 
And that is really important. I know that a lot of women these days feel like, oh, last thing I feel like doing is having sexual relations with my husband. I'm exhausted. Right. But to them, it's as fundamental as our sleep. And that's right. because of their chemistry. So finding out how often do you need sex, what else do you need, and then create a system of structure. Honey, it might be as simple as putting a reminder. Tuesday night and Thursday night at <laughs> 6 p.m. before we've had dinner because then I get too tired, I might right. need to try to have sex with my man for 10 minutes, right? Yep. It doesn't take them no, forever. Yep. Or it might be yep. on Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I know that he's got this important business teleconference call. It's, it's, so I'm going to call him at a quarter tell and I'm just going to say, or text him a quarter tell and say, I'm thinking of you. I know you're going to be a star. Find yeah. out what's important and just put them in your schedule. They don't require a lot. <laughs> Not as much as we do, right? No, right? And, you know, that's another very valid point. We're more intuitive. We can kind of understand. We can kind of see how good our man's needs a little. Men don't know. They're cavemen. Ugh. Right. Tell them. Simple words, non-emotional. I need that. Yeah. This makes me happy. List the four things out. If you could do these four things for me every week, this would make me very happy. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That was actually great advice. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Lowe, to you as well. Thank you. Thanks for your question. Bye. Bye. So cute. I think that's a pretty. It's so cute, but it's so common, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. We're all trying to be the 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 A game superstar, and yet we don't nurture that relationship we have at home. And it's like we wonder why relationships are crumbling. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with us women trying to be the man and the woman, and we emasculinize our men. So can you – that's one thing I love about you, Tamara, is you've given me so much advice of how to talk to a man because it's very different. So you can, can you speak a little bit about how to talk to a man and how it's different than women? Well, you know how, like, we need a sensitive – we just think about how the woman, when we're, we're stripped, Right? We're stripped of energy. We feel exhausted. We feel unattractive. What do we need? We need a, a man to say, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. With men, it's much more simple. All you really need to do is to tell them how to make you happy, and that makes them happy. So you could say, I, I would feel more happy if I could get another hour of sleep. Or if when a man does a simple thing, if we honor it. For example, when I was running in the lagoon today, right, I had a man run with me, run, I mean, come across me, right, so we were facing each other. And the first guy that I ran across didn't move out of the way, and he was, had his dog, and he didn't call his dog, so I kind of was tripping up on him and tripping up over his dog. Well, later on in the trail, I ran into another man, and he stops, pulls his dog aside, and lets me go by. Now, he didn't need to do that. But it took me two seconds to say, thank you so much. And that just puffed his chest up. And he feels honored. Men want to treat us exceptional. But if we don't respect them and honor them, it crushes them. And then they don't feel so inspired to do it. 
You know, we want, we wonder where these, what happened to those men? What happened to those gentlemen? What happened was we stopped honoring them. We stopped thanking them for being men, for opening the door for us. And we started expecting it. All they need is a little pat on the back, and they're solid. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll go to the moon on our behalf. But they have to feel honored. They have to feel respected. They have mm-hmm. to feel adored. Like, what do they say? Women marry for safety and security. Do you remember me telling you why men marry? Um, women marry for safety and security... Is it for respect, maybe? Yeah, right, when they feel honored and adored. Mm-hmm. How often do you think men feel adored? Never. <laughs> Never. We start taking them for granted. And we're wondering how do, you know, men know these days, especially in our culture, I don't know how many times I hear it over and over and over. You know, there's no good men out there. Well, there's no good men because we don't we don't treat them like men anymore. Yeah. We don't show respect. Mm-hmm. We don't thank them for the little things they do that are so wonderful. When a man will open a door, when a man will pull out a chair, when a man pays a dinner bill, we yeah. expect it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to say thank you? I mean, my man, we just went out the other day, paid the whole entire bill for me and my two girlfriends. Wow. You know, I mean, that was so gracious. Mm-hmm. And I got to thank him for that. It made me feel amazing that he would even do that. They're not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. He has no reason to have to pay their overhead. It was so mm-hmm. lovely and gracious. I just think the simplest things, you guys, ladies, the simplest of things, that I really want you to get that is so hard to be and to think these things. So hard to be like understanding and willing to be a great partner or to communicate well, simply cave woman like because they're cave men, right? To contribute to our friends and other sisters if we haven't provided the right fundamental care. Eat in a way that's right for you. That's why I do my DNA testing. We we test and we stop guessing. Get your sleep. For women, it's really important. But with eight hours, figure a way. Tell your family, I need to go to bed earlier. Yeah. Get the right fundamental care. Figure out what you need in a week. When I did Allison Armstrong's workshop, we actually did exercises like write down what you need every day. How many hours sleep? How frequent do you need to eat? What type of food groups do you need to eat? How much water do you need? How much alone time? How much girlfriend time? How much sexual relation time? Um, what how, what can happen in a day that can take you out from that? So for an example, if I don't get one night's sleep anywhere from five hours or less, it can take away a whole month of sleeping right. Mm. If I eat one big carrot cake, which I love, <laughs> if I eat one carrot cake in a day, it can pull me out from all the other good eat- consumption I've done in that day. So just figure out what your protocols are and put them into play. 
so that we can feel juicy and alive, so we can feel, feel like we want to be present with our man and patient with our children. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any kind of other juicy things I've told you? Well, I I love how you're able to um, make requests without seem like you're nagging or like you're whiny. I know that's something that I've really worked on for myself, and I'm just putting it out there as a confession. Historically, I've been really bad at communication. You know, I just kind of hold things inside. I expect someone to read my mind, and then when they don't, then I get really mad. And I think a lot of women can probably identify with this. It's pretty common. So how can you make requests without seeming like you're nagging or like you're being whiny? Well, I think first off, the, the the nagging and whining comes from suppressing. So if you are more willing to be more courageous in every moment and speak your truth in every moment, men adore and love that. Mm. They are not scared of hearing your truth. They're scared of you suppressing it and being angry and resentful and coming out and, like, having diarrhea mouth on them later. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's back to your poop issue, right? Yeah. You can you can tie that into your poop your poop session <laughs> next week, next week, or next week. So the idea is sometimes it does take a lot of courage, to be honest, but just being forthright and honest in the moment if you're speaking from your true heart, this, you know, they, that's all they need is truth. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, and the idea is like come from your heart always. So a lot of times when we start feeling nervous, what happens is we get out of our body and we go to our heads. Well, that's a man's business. Right. They're supposed to reside more in their head. Women, we do more good and we do, um, our, we're an intuitive-based creature. So that's based in your body. Feelings and emotions are based in the body. Mm-hmm. So if you can slow yourself down enough to realize what is the truth, what do I really want from this, and how can I convey it in the most simplest, basic terms and state my request. So for me... I require a lot of personal time. I find my man in my life requires a lot of face-to-face interaction and much more connection than I do. So I have to remind him how I charge, recharge, because I'm basically an introvert, how I recharge is personal time. And he's like, okay, well, I'll leave the house. No, 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 I don't require that you leave the house. But I just require that you allow me to nestle in my room, eat on my own time, go to bed whenever I feel like it, read my mm-hmm. book, and not have to be responsible for entertaining you or much dialogue, even though we might be residing in the same room for the evening. Mm-hmm. Now, someone that's an extrovert doesn't really have an understanding of what that, what those needs are because he's different. But what he can understand is for me to say, I need this. And this is what I require so that I can be more for you. And then I get to tell him how many days a week that is. How many days I can be present with him. 
so that we can schedule our lives around it. So it's first knowing your needs and having the courage to speak them and request what your needs are. And, and also not feeling them. guilty about it because I think a lot of us feel guilt in, in actually needing something. So I think, you know, being able to just be gentle with yourself and realize that there's nothing to be guilty about. No. <laughs> knowing what your needs are, knowing how to keep you, you preserve yourself and keep yourself intact so that yeah. you can be superior for you and others, it's, no, that's beautiful. That's feminine. That's that's amazing. That yeah. actually will keep us intact. Heck you know, yeah. It is. It's all of that, honey. It's all of that. Staying out of your head. Staying yep. in your body. Staying yep. coming from love for yourself and love for others. I love it. All right, we're talking to Tamara Renee, all about revealing your inner goddess. I'm going to take it to the phone lines again. So we have the caller from 817. Thanks for calling Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Lauren, and I'm calling from San Diego. Hello, Lauren. What's Hello. your question? My question is, how do you talk to a man about sexual dysfunction or problems in the bedroom without making them feel inferior or less than a man. That's huge. Now, first off, you never approach any serious topic during the act of sex, no matter what has occurred, okay, Okay. ever. And another thing to remember, women, this is really hugely important, because men are single-focused. Every time you talk to them, you are interrupting them. They might be staring at the wall in a day state, and you think they're available. They're not. They are single focus. They are staring at the wall. They are doing something. So when <laughs> Sorry, you, I'm I know, but we make them wrong by that, right? And we've got this diffused awareness where we could, like, see the socks and see that we need to cook dinner and kind of do this and kind of do an email at the same time. They can't do that, but we make them wrong by it. It's not. It's just a different chemistry. so amazing that a man could stay single focus on one thing that could be hugely important for 16 hours if he needs to be. We could never. Look at that as just an amazing trait, the differences. We're not supposed to be the same. Okay, so back to the subject, right? So remember this, Lauren, you're always going to be interrupting him. So an easy way to talk to a man is saying, honey, I need a few minutes of your time to talk about an important issue. It's, it's It's nothing bad, but can you tell me when would be a good time for you? And if he says next week Wednesday, you have to suck it up, and it's next week Wednesday. But he'll tell you when it is. You'll say, okay, that's great, thank you. And then when it happens, sometimes he can say, oh, I can, I can do that right now, right? Yeah. But you have to say the key things. Excuse me, I'm interrupting you. You know, um, it's something important. It's nothing bad. So they don't get nervous because whenever any girl says something important, they start, oh, my God, oh, my God, right? What's going to (laughs) happen? Right. 
And so you want to kind of free them up, and then they'll tell you the time. And then you go, okay, go back to your TV or go back to wall watching, whatever it is. <laughs> okay? And then when you talk to them, okay. say, you know, I have noticed this go on, and I don't know how to put words to it. So for me, Lauren, I don't know if I'm going to kind of speak for myself. If I was okay. with a man and he was having sexual dysfunction, I would take a personal. I would think, oh, I'm not sexy. Right. Oh, I'm not. And so that's kind of the problem that I'm having. Ah, that's so kind of you and so gracious of you to be that (laughs) on. Seriously, it is. It's huge. So I want to honor you for doing that. And then tell him when this happens, it makes me feel self-conscious because that's the truth. And I know that that's probably not the truth. And if it is the truth, I'm okay to hear about it because I want to be a partner and I want to work on it. But I want to have more understanding of what is going on and how I can best support you. Because that is so terrifying for a man. And many times it's because they feel inferior, like what's going on in a career, or they feel like, you know, they can't be all that they want to be for you. Or it might be a chemical thing, and they don't know, and they're scared, and they don't know how to talk about it. Right. But the idea is come from a state of wanting to partner, and you don't know how to be the right partner and support him in this. And you know it must be a hard topic for him to talk about, like it is hard for you to bring up. And that you can you just sit there and be partners and work on it together. And then remember, once again, when you're back to an intimate setting with them, whether it's functioning well or not, don't talk about it. Make it just about a sensual, sexual experience. And then when you're not in that environment again, that's when you go back and talk about it. And you can go back and talk about it and say, you were a rock star back there. (laughs) <laughs> and then you can text them the next day and you can say, that experience was amazing. I can still feel that experience in my body. I can still feel us connected. And you want to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. reinforce. They don't get enough from us. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. It's so funny when they think, oh, we need to do these big things, but it's not. Men are really like cavemen. It just takes the simplest of things. And another thing, one thing, too, is really important is our communication skills. We think we have to have this elaborate conversation because women regenerate by filling the air, by talking out their story. Men need things in simple words, right? Want dinner? Chicken? (laughs) Fish? (laughs) Right? Right? That's true. 7 p.m., you know? They they want to keep it simple. You're you're unhappy, right? You you feel self conscious. You know you just want to say I'm unhappy. I feel ugly, right? Don't complicate it. Well, you know, it's like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I just look in the mirror and I don't know, you know, and then I put on these jeans and and they're like, oh, hold on, am I? Is is the topic wake up in the morning or is it the mirror or is it the jeans? Where are we? And they're like, I'm trying to be here for you. Can you just streamline it? You know, 
because they get pulled out and like, what? where does she want me to focus? So keep it really simple for them. Awesome. Thank you so much for your advice. That was great. Yes. Well, good luck, honey. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. <Lauren>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more questions, and the the phone lines are open if you guys want to call in and ask a question. It's 818-495-6919. We probably have time for one or two more callers, 818-495-6919. All right, so we got a question from Kira from Tokyo. She wants to know, how can a woman embrace her inner goddess and feminine energy when she goes out of her comfort zone into unknown waters and doesn't feel comfortable in her skin? Well, Carol, first of all, let me say I, lo- I love your 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 name. It's stunning. And would you be willing? Is she on the line? No, she couldn't call in. I think she tried to and had okay. a hard time getting through. Gosh. Okay, so can you can you read that again? Like when she's feeling like sure. not in... I, I, mean, yeah. what, I wish I had an example. I know, okay, I know. So the question is, how can a woman embrace her inner goddess and feminine energy... When she goes out of her comfort zone into unknown waters and does not feel comfortable in her skin. So, Doctor Lowe, would you state? Would you say that that's actually like with her not not comfortable with, with communicating? Her confidence is low, and she needs to communicate something. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. say that that's it in a nutshell? Yeah, I think. I mean, what what I think of with this question is, to me, it sounds like Kira is being hard on herself and that she thinks that by being an inner, by by having her goddess and feminine energy, that that means that she isn't allowed to be uncomfortable in her skin rather than just granting her that freedom to be that and just be real about it. You know, that's kind of what I get from it. Okay, great. Thank you. You know, it's it's kind of back to that. We're human beings, and we're we're emotional beings. That's why we've been given more estrogen, right? Yeah. Because we're supposed to be that way. So it's very normal for us to go, oh, I don't deserve this, or you know, I'm emotional, or I'm a train wreck right now. The idea is to pretend that the train wreck really is the train wreck trying to pretend like she's not a train wreck. Right. Right. It's okay yeah. to come out and say, you know what, I'm a train wreck right now. Can you just hold my hand and just <laughs> tell me life's going to be okay? Like there's times when I'm going out, when I'm in one of my introverted moods, and then I'm having to go out and be really social, but I feel a little tired and drained. And I'll turn to my man and I'll just say, you know what, I don't feel, I, I don't feel like I could be creative in conversation today. I don't feel like I'm ready to meet all of your business colleagues. I don't feel like, I don't feel very pretty today. Can you just stay by my side tonight right. and and include me in dialogue but not require much from me? And the idea is just speak your truth. Allow for your state to be and try to, I just take it on as a partnership. It's part of you. It's a state that you're in and stop making yourself wrong by it. And then just remember, every time that we're trying to be something we're not, that's when we have to ask God, Mother Earth, you know, whoever is your superior being that gives you guidance to give you strength to drop in your heart and ask and speak from your heart. Yeah. 
All right, Kara, you got that. That's that's the answer, Kara. So we you yeah. heard the, heard this through the air, airwaves here. All right, yeah. got another question. This is from Amy, and she said, "I'm in a masculine role in my life, in my business, in my romantic relationship. I am the dude all day long." And this is her words: "How do I lose the ball sack and get in the feminine again?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Even her question is like a man, right? (laughs) I know. That's so true. Well, I I think that, you know, one thing to consider is like, it's as human beings, it's normal to have to be out of our comfort zone and to be some masculine traits sometimes, right? That's, that's um, a survival instinct. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we need to be in that state and rule that state, but also be able to leave it and to leave it more often and realize that we can be strong from being feminine and being strong from coming from a state of honesty. Mm-hmm. When you speak your truth, honey, that is as strong as it gets. Right. When you speak from your heart, your needs, your desires, your requirements, that is as strong and juicy in the same moment. And I think that the thing is, is that we feel as women, strength comes from emasculating men, right, and bulldozing other women. But it is not. It is complete strength to work from a team perspective, ask for help, look to people that have got the wisdom, and they've got the experience that you possibly don't have, things that you admire, and ask for contribution, ask for insight, ask for wisdom. That is femininity in its complete power and strength. Right? What is a man? Men don't ask for that. Right? There's just to figure it out on their own. So try to understand, to integrate True strength is coming from a sense of vulnerability. That is where strength can lie from a woman's standpoint. And you could be just as strong or stronger coming from that standpoint. There will be small periods in your week that you have to be more of that competitive state for survival. But that is really about 10% of your entrepreneurial time, much smaller than what you ever think. And right now, one of the most beautiful things out there, if you look at like when I started my career 21, 22, 23 years ago, we didn't have teams. We didn't have other women paving the, the, the pavement. Now what do we have? We have women's groups, right? Right and left that come from a feminine standpoint. We have... Um, entrepreneurial groups. We have shows like this. Mm -hmm. We didn't have those then. So use your team. Ask for help. It's not weak. It's very strong. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've I've learned that vulnerability is actually a a sign of strength. And I got that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And we're not going to know it all. No, we're not. (laughs) No. I know, and and then you really, when you act like a know-it-all, people know you're lying anyway. So just keep it real, right? Right. And then think about this, Dr. Lowe. Think about when you get to help someone, how does it make you feel? 
fabulous that I can contribute to them. I love it. Great, like a goddess. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she feels so alive when you mm-hmm. get to contribute. So I think mm-hmm. that somehow women, we forget that. Right. But just ask. Ask. Mm-hmm. We, it's, not, it's all about the team. Absolutely. It's all about connection. You don't have to be out there paving the way by yourself anymore. You have all of us juicy women just so willing to contribute and to help and to love and to guide. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of entrepreneurial women out there that just can help you in business even. Yep. Yep. So uh, to recap, a goddess is is a woman who realizes that she's a tribal being. It's not all about self. It's about connecting. It's about knowing what you need and being able to make requests. It's letting a man be a man and supporting him and being encouraging. And um, and and what else, Tamara? What what are some other tips to love the life in which you live? I know you have some great ones. Well, I think that you know the number one thing that we talked about earlier is really knowing what your needs are providing your fundamental care. And I actually think that, you know, I mean, I used to be addicted to donuts and KFC, right? I mean, I had to turn down my KBSC every single day to go home. And now I'm addicted to feeling good. And I know what makes me feel good. And I believe for most all people, getting your nutrition down is the most important. And that's one of the most lovely things that I've been able to give people is to help them get their systems and structure. But, for some people, it might not be nutrition. And the idea is it's not supposed to be one thing or another. It's just to know yourself. Know what makes you feel revived. Know what makes you feel alive. Know what makes you feel good. And cre- and don't feel bad about putting those systems and structure into place so that you're providing the right care for yourself. Secondly, do it for yourself and then for your family if it's for your loved ones so that you can be available for them. Stop emasculating men. They know how to partner better than any woman on this planet. We don't think they do, and they do. Honor your man. Thank him. Show gratitude. Then be patient to your children. Provide the right care so you have the tolerance and the ability to be patient for your children and your your fellow sisters. It takes a team. Couldn't and when you're, yeah, and when you're not your your high self, allow for it and laugh at yourself and get off of it and move on to a much better topic, like your jewelry collection, your panty <laughs> drawer, something you know, like pooping. Look at your your pooping. Look at your shoe <laughs> closet. You know, whatever it may be, you know. Some people might be their size cabinet, whatever, you know, something to laugh at yourself. And it's like, how amazing is it to be a girl? We get to feel all these crazy emotions and we get to, like, express them and we get to be, like, dramatic and we get to be, you know, you know we, can, we the one that can be, like, jumping up and down because of the daisy in our yard. Men can't do that. Right? We think they're freaks. Right? We we are so lucky to have all the emotions that we have been blessed with. So don't suppress them. Live them. 
live juicy, live alive, and support your sisters in doing the same. It's not a competition. Yeah. Stop the hate. Just join in with your your sisters, you know? Stop the hate. Love love each other. I love it. Live juicy. Tamara, where can our listeners learn more about you, and, and how can they work with you? Oh, well, I'm giving out complimentary introductory sessions in those times. We kind of learn, like, what is your need? And what systems may I have that can contribute to those? So if you want to either email me, and it's from my website at TamaraRenee.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-R-E-N-E-E.com. Or you can email me directly at T-R, T is in Tamara, R is Renee, at TamaraRenee.com. Or call at 858-864-9333. And if I don't pick up, just leave me a message and I'll get back to you shortly. I love it. Tamara, and thank my you favorite so much thing, for joining me. My favorite thing is learn to love the life you live in. Right? Yep. Our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep, and no need to change it. Just just love it, right? Yes. Accept your life and love it, and love it right now. There's nothing to fix. No, nothing to fix. Awesome. <laughs> right? It's so easy. It's just like, all right, just love it right now, right here. There's always something to admire and celebrate, right, no matter what your circumstance. Awesome. Tamara, thank you for joining me on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you, and I will see you very, very soon in the clinic, I'm sure. Tamara, are you there? Tamara. Uh-oh, I think I might have lost you. I can't hear you on the airwaves. But I feel like it just dropped at the perfect moment. I feel like we, we got all the magic out. That's awesome. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Check out TamaraRenee.com. And thank you for the callers. I think we had Talia, Kira, Lauren, and thanks, Amy, for the questions. And next week's show is all about Pooping 101. I'm going to have Evelyn Lambrecht interviewing me. We're going to talk about how to have the most awesome bowel movement of all time. So check us out next week. You know me, Dr. Lauren Noel. You can check me out at drlaurennoel.com, and I will check you guys next week. But thanks so much. Bye.
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.